Because he was one of the house of lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who who was with child. So it was while they were there, the days were complete for her to be delivered, and brought forth from the firstborn son, 
and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in the manger because there was no room for the inn. Now there were the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and glory of the Lord shone, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to, for all people. For there is a born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And there suddenly was, was an angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praying God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Thank you, fellas. We're going to fast forward about 30 years. We're going to look at a scripture out of John chapter 6 and the story of the feeding of the 5,000 Jesus as he fed them. I got the idea for the story as I was at the Christmas parade. One of the fellows on our float, one of the young lads on the float was uh, Jesus and uh had had the cross on and 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 I didn't see it because I was at the first of the of the parade. I'm not sure if our Jesus did this, but uh, I, I imagine along the way that Jesus was was tossing candy out. You know, I I think he was, and it came to, came to my mind. I thought it'd be neat next year if we do that again that Jesus would toss out bread. Okay, so I, I've got I, I can get access to bread, so we might do that. When Jesus fed the five the five thousand, there was a young lad there who had five loaves of bread and two fish. The loaves of bread in that day, this is a hot dog bun. I'm not going to say it was a hot dog bun, but it would have been about like that. So I, I don't want you to get in your mind or in your head as you imagine the story that the young lad had five what we would call full loaves of bread. It, it wasn't quite like that. It was more like that. So. I'm done with the hot dog, but there you go. John chapter 6, I know you probably didn't bring your Bible with you, but if you want to turn it, uh, scroll on your phone, that would be fine. Not going to stay long if you listen to me. If some of you, as you follow all along with me, you know there's just so much more that I would have to say, but I'm not going to say it. There's so many things that, that could be said, but I'm going to go through it real fast. Feeding of the 5,000, John chapter 6, beginning verse 5. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, there's going to be three people in the story. There's going to be Philip and Andrew and the young lad. Okay? I want you to pick yourself out of these. So Jesus seeing the great multitude, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him. Now he picked out just that one man. Not the whole crowd, not all the disciples, just him. Where shall we buy bread that they made? But this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Now there's a message right there. For Jesus knew himself what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 denarii worth of bread, which is in that day is about eight months wage. If we had eight months wage, if we could do that in that much bread, 
is not sufficient for them that every one of them may may have may have little. Uh, so there's that. Philip, where will we buy bread? Philip said, we don't have enough money to buy bread. So next, next up, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a lad here who has five barley loaves like the hot dog bread and two small fish, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about five 5,000. There'll be about 5,000 men. Now there's others with him. So the crowd may have been about 10,000 that Jesus fed. We're going to feed about 1,000 to, 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 today, about 1,000 plus. On that day, they fed 10,000 plus. So, so you kind of get, you, you see the amount of food we're going to feed times 10. Okay? Uh, Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets of food with the fragments of the five barley loaves. It's odd, isn't it? It's miraculous, isn't it? They filled five baskets from the five barley loaves that were left, which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, this is truly the prophet who has come into the world. In the Christmas story that we read, there's born unto you this day a Savior. There's born a Savior. And here in this, after they saw what Jesus said, truly this is the prophet, the Savior. Philip came first. Now, he didn't even answer the question. The question was, where will we buy bread? What did, what did he say? Well, we don't have enough. He didn't answer where. Philip lived in the area that they were in. So if anybody would know where to buy bread, he would know. But it's an odd thing, isn't it? Where are you going to buy food for 10000 There isn't anywhere. And Philip said, even if I could find a place, I, we don't have enough money to do it. Philip's the one. And Jesus didn't reprimand him for it. But Philip's the one who, who everything's got to make sense. Everything's got to add up. Everything, I want you to notice that, that Jesus didn't ask him, how much money do we have? He said, where? But, but Philip already had in his head, I mean, he replied just immediately, we don't have that much. He, he had already counted it. And I know Jesus knew that. When Philip was watching the crowd, he saw 10,000 plus, and Jesus is talking about feeding them, he immediately starts adding it up in his head. Are any of you like that? There's no way we can do it if it doesn't add up. The only way it can be done is if it adds up. And Jesus doesn't reprimand him for it. But he, I, I think he is trying to say to Philip, it's time to grow past that. It's time to see that, that Jesus can do so much more than what you think he can do. And he can do so much more than what adds up in your head. Okay, so he's adding it up in his head. Jesus moves on, or somebody else step, steps in the story. Andrew is listening to the conversation. 
Now, Andrew's different. He's, he, he hasn't been adding it up in his head. He looks over and he sees a lad, a young boy or a young man, who has five barley loaves and two fish, five loaves of bread and two fish. And he sees a young man, and I don't know if he stares at him or what, but he sees that, and Andrew now begins to think, but not like Philip thinks. Philip says it's impossible because it doesn't add up. But Andrew looks at the young lad hmm, I wonder. I wonder what Jesus can do with that. And Andrew begins to see the possibilities. Now, Andrew doesn't have any idea how Jesus is going to do it. But he at least looks at the possibilities. Maybe. Maybe God can do something with that. Maybe God can do something with this. And so he, he, he has an absurd uh, possibility. Jesus, there's a young boy here who has five loaves and two fish. But what can you do with that? But I do see that he has five loaves and two fish. And Andrew at least begins looking at the possibilities. He doesn't discount. Philip has completely discounted it. It, it can't be done. Andrew looks at it and says, I don't know how it can be done, but maybe, maybe. And so Jesus begins working with that too, with those people who look at it and say, I don't know, but I maybe God can do something with this. You ever looked at anybody? Said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe God can do something. Then the young lads. Uh, the person who will give Jesus everything. I want, I want you to hear this. Jesus is not interested in a little from you. He's interested in everything from you. I'm warning you. When you come to Jesus Christ, he's not after a little. He's after everything. He's after all of you, not some of you. He's after everything you are, not some of what you are. So there's a young lad who, who uh, gave up his lunch, gave Jesus everything he had, didn't hold anything back. Here's what we do. We're afraid when we give, give Jesus everything that we're, that we're going to lose it, that we're giving it up, that we won't ever get it back. That we're going to lose it. If I give him all my bread, all my fish, then I won't have any left. That's what we're afraid. That's why we don't give. We're afraid we won't have any left. But in the story, there were 12 baskets given back. That's what happens when you give to Jesus. You're afraid to give everything because you're afraid you'll lose it. But you're not going to lose it. He's going to give back. You just can't see how. You're, see, the Philip and the Andrew is wrapped up in the young lad, too. You just can't see how. That's where faith comes in. Colby and Duke came up here. I really hadn't planned this, but there were two young lads that read that story. What can Jesus do with Colby and Duke if they... Give him everything. What can Jesus do with those two young men 
if they decide in their life to give him everything. Everything they've got, everything they've God's really not that concerned with all the stuff you've got. Because how did you get it anyway? It came from him anyway. It's already his. Why, why, why would he be that, that concerned about the stuff you've got? It's already his. What he wants is you. You. So what would Kobe, what will Kobe and Duke be, become? What can God do with them if they give him everything? What, would, what can God do with you? If you finally give up, listen, right here, and I'm going to end. What can God do with you if you quit holding back? What can God do with you if you quit holding back? If you quit making excuses? If you quit holding back and give him everything, what God can do with you? You can't figure it out. He's going to do it. It's going to be his power through you. I want everybody in the room to be young lads. I'm sorry for the women in the room. I want everybody in the room to be young lads who give Jesus everything. Let's pray. God, help us as we go through our discipleship life with you to quit holding back. We're afraid that we're going to lose. We're afraid we're going to lose out. We're afraid we're not going to be like everybody else. Hallelujah, we're not going to be like everybody else. Lord, help us to stop holding back and to give you everything, whatever that is, whatever that, for each one in the room, it's a different thing, but whatever that is, to quit holding back. Lord, I ask that you help us and bless the food as we, dis as we distribute it, that you would bless it and multiply it and uh, we don't know how this all works. We can't figure all this out. We believe the Holy Spirit's at work, and the Holy Spirit's at work. And uh, not only the food, but Lord, bless the people who come in to eat, to carry, to take food out as we take food to them. Bless them. I know that you know personally every one of them, and you know every one of us. Help us to just give everything we've got to you, especially on this day, to give it everything we've got. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. I think we need help cutting food, cutting meat.